Your Sports Station, 1043 The Pan presents Stokely and Zach. A sign of the times is coming to a head. And one of our teams in Colorado could be left in the dark because of it. Oh, Stoke. Not great. Not great news. Here we go again. This is what we've been kind of going through with the Nuggets and Mavs. And now we're about to go through it with the Rockies. And we'll see what it looks like and how this thing plays out. But it doesn't look good, does it? No, it doesn't. Because according to reports from the Sports Business Journal, the uh, the, uh, Wall Street Journal, uh, which I know you read, uh, Warner all over it. Warner Brothers Discovery, uh, which operates AT and T Sportsnet, not just here in Denver but in Pittsburgh and in Houston, they are filing for Chapter Seven liquidation if deals cannot be reached with the teams it carries in markets like this one to take back the broadcast rights. They don't want in the uh, regional sports business anymore. Okay, so so that's that's going to be done. Is that what you're telling me? Just real. I mean, basically, because they're like, hey, we're filing, you know, this whatever bankruptcy. And if you want it, you can come get it. But like, as you know, it is AT&T Sportsnet is not going to be carrying those those games. It's that that is coming into sharper focus here, like with each passing day. We're about to have we're about to have baseball, Zach. I know it, it's it's on the screen right now, right? Spring uh, training, it, spring training's on the screen. But, but so here's here's the nuts wow. and bolts of, bolts of it. If I can compress this, okay? This this, this Diamond Sports Group, all right? Um, they're reportedly nearing a bankruptcy filing. They're a subsidy of Sinclair Broadcasting Group. Diamond is the umbrella company for like Bally Sports Network and um, whatever. They missed a hundred and forty million dollar interest payment earlier this month. Okay. They said in a statement that they're going to keep chugging along, but they missed it. And they, they missed this payment of $140 million. Rob Manfred said at a press conference that if they miss a payment, it, it's, it's cause for termination of the deal. And he said, our clubs will proceed to terminate those contracts. You know how many, you know how many teams this affects in Major League Baseball? There's how 30 many? teams in, in the league. 14 Major League Baseball teams. But do, base, but do they want to terminate it? Like, do individual... Clubs want to terminate those contracts because that might be the best thing they have going. They right. might not get a better deal going down any other road. So you're, you're right. You're right. But the part of the deal is you get paid as a club. And if you're not getting paid as a club, it's like it's ipso facto. We're done. And and, and, and Rob Manfred is, is saying if they miss these payments, we're terminating. Now he's saying now what he's going to turn around and say is, and he said this in April, in uh, February, February sixteenth, in a press conference, he said we're seeking flexibility on the digital side. So if these deals go away, you've always been able to like buy the outside market um, package. So like you'll buy like the MLB package, you get to see every game. But when it came to your local team, it was blacked out because AT and T had the broadcasting rights for that. If that's no longer the case, they'll allow you to opt into your local market. So I guess that's good. He's trying to spin it as good. But what does that entail? That means maybe some money out of your pocket. That means streaming yes. the games instead of just them being on your TV. Just I say it in my remote, AT&T Sportsnet. Boom. Easy. MLB.TV. MLB.TV. So like a, do, do I get an app? 
Yeah. So I get a nap. Yep. That's on my if you TV. have a smart TV or okay. your phone. Yeah. Yep. All right. So it's okay. Yeah. So it's uh, so you got to pay. You're gonna have to pay extra money. Right. Another streaming service. Mm-hmm. Like I think people are getting tired of it and they're getting really picky with 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 those types of things and. I, I, I just I, I see this as not a good thing, obviously, for the Rockies, and I, I don't think you're going to have a lot of people. You know, Rob Manfred can try to spin this thing all he wants, but, like, I'll watch it if it's on, you know, my cable yeah. and whatever, mm-hmm. and direct TV that I have now and won't have much longer. Um, but if, if I have to try to go to pay for an MLB TV, uh, no, nah, I'm good. I mean, baseball is... You know, it's not like this great, exciting sport, and it's it's long, it's a little bit boring, and I don't think you're going to have a lot of people that are going to be doing this MLB TV. I don't, I don't, I don't think that ends up being a good deal. I, like, how do you view it? Well, especially if you're the Rockies, it would be different if this team was in demand. And I think a good example is this past fall. Starting with week three of the NFL season, they said, "Hey, we'll give you Thursday night football first two weeks." But after that, you got to go to Amazon. It's NFL football. I'll go. I'll go to the Amazon to watch Amazon uh, to, to, to watch NFL football. Right? Yes. Well said. But but the numbers were down major. I mean, major went from get, trying to get like seventeen million people down to six, and they actually achieved their goal by getting six. That's where they put the bar because it's just different for right. people. You're adding a layer of how people normally do stuff. Are the Rockies going to demand that from this fan base? Uh, no. They're they're in the doldrums as a franchise right now, and I just don't think if they're not accessible to people right on their remote, and you're gonna maybe say take some money out of your pocket to do so as well, and you're gonna need to stream it. And this is where my mind goes: is the the average baseball fan is that a young person or is that an older person? Older, it's probably an older person. Not saying you know, your son, you know, is a big baseball fan, right. and you know I'm a baseball fan, but in general, the demo is the oldest of the four major American sports. If you're going to identify a demo that is not going to be great at streaming, it's going to be that one. And it's a sport you kind of alluded to. It's already sort of, I don't want to say dying because that's not true, but it's just not at the forefront like it used to be. To put it lightly, it's very regional. Here's my fear, man, is that the Rockies are just going to be just, you're either going to go to the game physically as a one-off day or you'll just maybe hear about them. Maybe you won't. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. The product's going to have to be better to get people to buy that package. Rockies fans to buy that package. Uh, I agree. Why would you buy it right now? You know, um, for what? For who? Yeah, it it just for to watch a bad baseball team, right? You just most people aren't going to do it. Like fringe baseball fans, fringe Rocky fans, they're not going to do it. Nope. Right? Do you think so? How many games in a baseball season? 162. Bam! I didn't think you were going to get it right. I thought you were going to freeze. I thought you were going to crumble under the pressure. But you did a good job, man. Like right away, too. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought like you. You know, I know you know it. But sometimes you throw it at at them real quick. Like you do that to me, and I'm like, like what's your anniversary? Yeah, right. I start stuttering. Yes, exactly. Start sweating and stuff. (laughs) Exactly. So I don't play the game with you anymore. I just let you go. And I'm like, ah, funny, funny, Isaac. That's cute. That's cute. Like, what was? What'd you dance? What was your wedding song or whatever? Like, ah, yeah, I'm playing that. Give me the answer. I'm playing that game. (laughs) It's fun. Some Casey and JoJo. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, um. So I. Look, 
you're not going to have people that are going to, like, how many games do you watch on, on TV, Rockies? I mean, like, like most people aren't sitting there every game, home game, because you've got 162 games. You play half of those at home, right? right? And so say you got, let's just say, 80 games at home. Right, um, and uh, how many of those are you going to actually like turn on the TV appointment TV viewing? I just don't think a lot for most for most baseball fr- fans. No, and you know I, I I did it a lot when my son was in the house. He's out of the house now, right? right? And and because I enjoy doing it, right? And, and it it and it was fun. But now with him gone, I'm like I don't have my buddy to watch baseball with. Where, where I would just try to catch maybe four or five innings, right. not watching the whole thing. Right. But then you make me have to pay for it too, and do the streaming service. Yeah, I'm good. And I think that's the majority of baseball fans, especially baseball fans in this market. Now, I could be way off. I don't think you are. Okay. I mean, and, and Andrew Mason wrote about it at DenverSports.com. Like the ratings already started to just starting in 2021, just bottom out. And now you're going to make it even harder for a bad product. These aren't. This isn't the Stanley Cup champs. No. This isn't the MVP playing for your basketball team. Where you might change your cable provider. You might stream it. You know, even I got to see the Nuggets. I got to see. I got to see. You know, the Abs. I mean, because we might not ever see like a hockey team like this for that, the next that's twenty right. years that's around right. here. That's I right. have to. And here's the difference between those. Two, even with this construct, Nuggets were on ESPN last night. Nuggets will be on ESPN Friday night against Memphis. ESPN's not putting the Rockies on. You may no, get, you may get one so? obligatory game okay. on, like, you know, a, a Monday or a Tuesday. You yeah. might get one because you're playing the Dodgers. You might get one because, you know, uh, whatever. So my fear, because we both like the Rockies, we want the Rockies because some people just don't give a damn. It's They're going to be in the blind spot of Denver sports even more than they already are. Yeah. And so here's one more question for you. Do they and, – and look, um, Dick Mumford, he spends money, mm-hmm. right? He's not at the top of the list. He's not at the bottom of the list. He's more like middle to the to the top, yep. right? I mean, yep. like in a yep. good way. Yep. Do you have to spend more, you know, be, to, to get a competent team, a winning baseball team? So now people will say, oh, I want to watch the Rockies. Yeah, I'll pay that, you know, whatever it is to, for MLB.TV per month. I'll pay you that because – you know, they're, 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 I, I like watching um, uh, Tulowitzki. I like watching, you know, the, the, the great Rockies play Todd Helton and, sure. and Trevor and yeah. these guys who came through. Right. Nolan. Nolan. Vinny Castilla. You know, the greats, Zach, the ones I'm talking about, right? Mm. Not the guys that forced their way out of here. <laughs> but, do, you know, yeah, from, does, yeah. does that, do you think they have to take that view I, or does I, I that think, impact them at all or are they just like whatever? I think it's like, I, I think it's a fair thought, but I think it's probably more idealistic than like actually put into practice yeah. without that stream of revenue now. Right. You were getting something. It wasn't a great TV deal, but you were getting something. So who knows how this thing ages? It's a fluid situation. We're going to continue to follow it here. Okay. Last night, was it the nail in the coffin to a controversial conversation involving one of Denver's biggest sports stars. That's next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station, 1043 The Fan. Oh, 
White Snake or Def Leppard? I'd say Def Leppard. Yeah. Def Leppard, you're yeah. honest. <laughs> White Snake was a joke. Uh, was last night the nail in the coffin to a rather controversial conversation involving one of Denver's biggest stars, maybe Denver's biggest star. Do you think Nikola Jokic locked up MVP last night going for another 40-point triple-double? Yeah, I, I I do. I think he's probably been had it locked up just as long as he's competent and just keeps doing what he's been doing the rest of the year, right? You're still going to need to play good basketball, mm-hmm. which we expect him to do, and just stay healthy, really. But, yes, I think it's it's already locked up. You look at his team, number one team in the West. You look at his stats by all measures, analytics, all this other stuff, the advanced data stuff yep. is off the charts. And the people that are doing the voting, like you always bring up, you know, they're not they're not involved with this noise about. Because I remember it was last year, the year before, all of a sudden it was Embiid, like oh, oh yeah. I mean, and you said it just like, hey, hey, just don't worry about that outside noise and people on ESPN and whatever you hear from some of those guys and analysts, uh, the 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 voters. They know, and they look at the big picture. Uh, so it's not a popularity con- uh, contest for them. And I think that's exactly the same thing uh, that's going to happen this year. So I do believe it's it's locked up. How do you view I, it? I think it's locked up. I mean, you look at the odds, it's open and shut. I mean, you're seeing now, it's, no matter what book you look at, it's in the minus 300s. I mean, there's some that are, like, approaching minus 400. Oh. Then you look at the next most uh, uh, closest guy is, like, Embiid, and he's plus three-something. So it's like there's a close. huge gap, huge gap. Um, and when I say that, if you're like if you're not uh, if you're unfamiliar with uh, a sports wagering, when I say Jokic is minus three hundred, if you want to make a hundred bucks, you got to fork over three hundred, and if he wins it, you get that back plus your hundred dollar winnings. When I say Embiid's plus three hundred, if you put down a hundred and he wins it, you get that hundred back plus three hundred. So these two things are massively, massively different. And I see like people reacting to. Uh, say like Embiid this past week on Thursday night, he had a big game against Memphis where he goes for 27 points, 19 rebounds, six assists, six blocks. Embiid's a great player. Embiid's a great player, and I don't like the like, hey, let's push someone down so we can lift you know our guy up. You know, I like doing that. It's more fun that way, Zach. We're about to yeah. do it here. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> it's like in that game, like Embiid is great. I, I bet he shot like 40 free throws. That's all he does is shoot free throws. Is that where you're going? Let me start with just the field goals. Okay. What's seven for 25? Seven for 25. That's 28% shooting. It's awful. Jokic has had one game this year, one back in October, where he shot below 50%. But yeah, he shot 17 free throws. Uh, over the weekend, he played the Celtics. He shot 18. I mean, it's, it's, and again, he gets fouled. He's very domineering. He's very assertive. And he deserves credit. I mean, the guy's, the guy is, he's phenomenal. But he's not in contention to win the MVP right now. Not in the same way, not in the same realm that Jokic is. So I think it's open and shut. Just be competent. I like that. Just be yeah. competent. Um, Got to stay healthy. But uh, this will be uh, a third straight MVP for Jokic for the first time in almost 40 years since Larry Bird did it. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was, uh, was going to yeah. shift gears here. What do you think on Bones Highland getting booed by the uh, Denver crowd last night? Very telling. Uh, you know, because he was a fan favorite. Nuggets fans loved him. 
And, you know, second year brought a lot of energy off the bench and excitement and could pull up from all over the place. And he was just different than everyone else. And I don't know, I was I'm a little bit surprised by that. Me too. To, to be honest, that, uh, you know, normally fans, even when, you know, you get traded, they're going to they're gonna cheer you, right? I mean, it just happened. Feels like a week ago. Yep. And he's already back. So you would think you would, I would have thought, um, Cheering would have happened and not booze, uh, but I can appreciate the booze because of how things ended. Do you think that's ultimately why? I yeah yeah it it definitely was. I'm just I shouldn't be surprised. I don't I guess. Um, but everyone was up to speed. You know, I wasn't sure if everyone was like going to be like in right. the trenches of the exact sequence of what happened and why he was actually dealt. And I thought there might be a contingent of fans that was just going to cheer the heck out of him because some of the good times and. Okay, a trade happened, but no, they they were wise to um, the order of how things fell, and and this is going to sound weird um, because I don't I'm not like a boo person. I, like if I was no, there last night, booed. I probably wouldn't have booed Bones Highland. If I was there last night, I would have. Um, <laughs> You're not a booer, but but this is why it's going to sound a little bit weird. That was a small part of me that was kind of proud of the crowd. Yes. Right. And how disappointed in the crowd were you with the Rockies when they didn't boo Nolan? And I was like one of, you know, 20. It's like, get a clue, people. Like, because you want awareness from your fans. Right. And that's showing awareness. He's talking a lot. It's just like a little still showing too much immaturity. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, we're not just going to, you know, cheer the guy because he was a part of our team. And, you know what, we liked him when he was here. Things didn't end well. And he's moved on now. And you know what? We're getting kind of tired of seeing, you know, the shots that he's kind of taking at some different yeah. coaches and yeah. whatever, maybe organizations. So yep. we're going to boo him. Yes. Heck yes. Exactly. Good job, Nuggets fan. Way to be uh, uh, have awareness and let your voice be heard. Boo that man. <laughs> but no boo video tribute. No right? video tribute. Nope. No, nope. great job, Nuggets. Like, let's not just, you know, give orange slices because he was a part of our team for a year and a half. No, forget that. He didn't do anything here. Should be he doesn't need there. a video. Yeah. Tri- right. You only put, like, really good ones up there. You don't just do video tributes just to do them. So you're here for 100 games. Oh, and, so and, good and, job. And, 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 and I don't know how this will ultimately age, but I know the early returns. Like, why did, why did Bones, ask yourself, why did Bones want out of this situation? He wanted to play a lot with the ball in his hand. Mm. Stoke. What? He's not playing a lot. No. Well, you know, they, they traded for Westbrook, too. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a little bit different for him right now. And you're learning a new system and stuff like that. And, and they're trying to make a push. He's still a young player. So, yeah, I mean, but I think moving forward, you know, next year might be that year where he gets those extended minutes where if he was here – Still might not be. He probably wouldn't be getting those with this team. Maybe right? you're right. Maybe you're right. Okay. But we'll yeah. see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. This like, I want to go somewhere. I want right. to play 28 minutes a night. You're right. Well, you haven't played more than 16 since you got How there. How many did you play last night? Do you see? 15. It? 15. Wow. 15 minutes. And he and he made some shots. I mean, he made a couple threes and, you know, was, was feeling himself a little bit, um, especially earlier in that game. He has 10 points, but that's the most he's scored uh, since going over there. So, again, we'll see how it ages. I have a feeling... And I've been saying this for a couple weeks. There's going to be some moment of awakening for him that's like, wow, I really like stopped my feet out of the team that drafted me. And I was playing almost 20 minutes a night. Like the last two games before his final benching, 25 minutes, 21 minutes. Now, like, so 
Be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Grass isn't always greener. But if you're looking at, I'll stick up for him a little bit here. Okay. If you're looking at like your path to trying to be a starter and trying to be a, you know, like you know, play a lot. It, it just probably wasn't, you know, here. Now, was this team good? Could you win a championship? Could you learn a lot? Could you be a great bench player? Yeah, but, like, you want to be a starter. Right. And that's how you view yourself. And then, But you don't see that path here, right? I mean, was there a path here for that, really? Not as crystal clear as right. some others. But and, you're also talking about one of the most injured guards over the last three seasons who might be hurt again. Yeah. It's like, what would his playing time be over this next month if Jam- Jamal isn't healthy? Again, there's no perfect right. per- perfect uh, a path or equation, but... We'll see. All right. We'll see how it ages. Okay. Could the Denver Broncos take a swing in free agency to get this offense something it's been missing? That's next. It's Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. take a swing in free agency to get this offense something it's been missing Mr. Brandon Stokely free agency take a swing take a swing in free something agency something that's been missing again not advocating but bringing up an idea that was written about at denversports.com with some candidates okay. if you want to check out the article uh, I found it interesting it was Mace on it um, take a swing in free agency at Something maybe that the Broncos have been missing. You want me to guess here? I'm talking about tight end. I'm talking about tight end. Oh. Huh. We haven't talked about that. Going into free agency for no tight end help. I wouldn't have guessed tight end. Because I think the plan moving forward is, okay, hey, we got Greg Dolchitz, and then I don't know who we have behind him. We'll figure that out. Right? So Andrew Beck, Eric Saubert, and Eric Tomlinson – Three-fifths of the tight end room, unrestricted free agents. So that leaves Dulcich and Alberto. Yeah, which isn't a bad thing, right? It's time to flip this tight end room, okay? Let's flip this house, flip this tight end room. That's what we're going to do when when um, this offseason. That's part of it, yes. So we're we looking for some depth behind Dulcich, certainly. Uh, do you, is it, did Mace give any candidates that are out there in, in, in free agency to look at? Because, look, here's the deal here. Would I like to add another tight end? Because I'm not totally convinced that Greg Dolchitz is going to be a great tight end or uh, a good tight end or if he's even going to be um, available enough, right. right? That's a big part of it also. He dealt with a hamstring injury offseason, training camp, Early season, late season, right? Missed a ton of time. So I don't know if I can count on the, him to stay healthy and be available. And then if he is, I don't know if he's going to be like the special tight end or a great tight end or even a consistently good tight end, right? So, yes, I would like to add to the room, certainly. But there's only, you know, you you have a pie here and you can only, you know, of money and you can only, you have, to, you have other needs, right? You do, of course. And and those other needs are probably a higher priority than uh, to trying to find a tight end. Now, so offensive line, slot receiver, 
offensive line, slot receiver. How about a defensive lineman? I mean, you're going to have to try to probably re-sign Draymond Jones. Uh, are you going to try to get another safety? So, I mean, there's there's money that you're going to have to spend out there. Where does tight end rank? It's not at the right, top, right? right? So, um, but they're, they're, I'm sure there's some diamonds in the rough field where you could get a good deal. Who do you, you got some names? Dalton Schultz is the first one. Oh, yeah, that's, I mean, Dalton Schultz from the Cowboys is, uh, will be one of the probably biggest tight ends on the market, I would think. Yes. Uh, he got franchise tagged last year from Dallas. Good memory. I don't know what kind of year he had. I like him. Good tight end, but I'm not going to spend, you know, I'm sure he's going to command probably a four-year deal with, I don't know what tight ends are making out, but a lot of money. And so that doesn't work here. Okay. He's very productive. 17 touchdowns in the last three years. Three consecutive seasons with at least uh, 55 uh, receptions. And he's also a good run blocker, but probably too expensive. To your point. Broncos just aren't in a position to land a guy like Dalton uh, Schultz if if he doesn't re-sign with Dallas. Question real quick, though. I wanted the next one. Yep. We went back and looked, um, or maybe just you probably went back and looked. Russell Wilson. I mean, he he's not a tight end thrower. No, he not. doesn't love his tight ends. Now, him and Jimmy, not Jimmy. Um, him and um, yeah, uh, Jimmy Graham. Yeah, yes. I almost was about to say Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> I'm like Jimmy Graham. It's another Jimmy. G. Um, yes, they had a nice connection. But it was really two years. Right. That was it. Other than that, you know, Russ isn't really a tight end guy for whatever reason. You don't have uh, him and the, throwing a lot of balls to the tight end. So is that looking in the wrong place though? Explain. Do we need to do a little bit of research of how the tight ends produce under Sean Payton? Whereas last year, we're looking at the Seattle history. Do we need to look at who did their thing in New Orleans under Sean Payton? I think, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I think you should, yes. Uh, Kistner? <laughs> I don't think. I, not I, now, I, not I, now, but for, I, for I later I think I've week. seen it before. Like, he, there has, I mean, Jimmy Graham was there, and he had some good years. But other than that, give me a tight end that was in New Orleans that did great. Jeremy Shockey. Oh my gosh. Jeremy Shockey. He was he he had the light for a bit. He had actually yes. had one of the great rookie seasons at the tight end position ever. That's right. Over nine hundred yards. Uh I think he was with the Saints for a little bit. He was. Um, he was. You know, obviously with the Giants. Yep. Started his career off there. Uh from the U. Jeremy Shockey. I haven't heard uh, that name in a while. Um so there's not like I don't re- remember this. Man, they throw the tight end a lot in Sean Payton's office. I don't remember that narrative. But we'll, we'll, we'll do some digging here. And some of it depends on your personnel, right? Mm-hmm. You got a really great tight end like Jimmy Graham when he was at the start of his career. Mm-hmm. Like, you, they used him a lot. He caught a lot of balls. But then if you don't have a playmaker at the tight end position, guess what? You're throwing it to Michael Thomas. You're throwing it to Alvin Kamara. Makes and sense. So I think that's the great thing about Sean Payton and what he's going to try to do, obviously, is use his personnel, their strengths. Here's one for you in New Orleans, 2019 and 2020. Jared Cook, who was over 700 yards and nine touchdowns in 2019, uh, 500 yards and seven touchdowns in 2020. So 16 touchdowns over a two-year period wow. for Jared Cook. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's an interesting okay. One. Yeah, that's using the tight end right there. I like that. What about Mike uh, Mike Jacecki, uh coming from Miami? I remember talking about him when he was coming yeah. out of Penn State. Great athlete. Um, well, we saw him at the Senior Bowl. We did, right? We did. And that's when it was like, okay, this guy's. You saw him dunk and stuff like yeah, that, yeah. right? Some highlight stuff. Yep. Uh, but a, a freak of an athlete, just never really. And he's a bad grittier. Can't gritty. Oh, he's a bad grittier. Yeah. 
Never thought I'd hear that sentence. Did you not see him do it? Like he ran. Remember that? And they all made fun of him. Everyone was making fun of him. You got to Google that. Okay, uh, I got I to gotta circle back. Yeah, you no, know, you got to you do it. I mean, it's going to pop right up. And it's it's funny. It's funny, but it's it's awful. But, but it's he's, funny. He's never really panned out. No, like, he hasn't done a whole lot. Uh, but, so that's the, and he's probably going to make some money, I would think. Right? So you're not going to get him on a one-year cheap deal. I think it just depends on the, the money there. But he is a guy that, okay, look, he is a, a really good athlete. And if you add him with Dolchitz, now you might have a nice tandem there. But I don't know if, if it's, like, worth it at the price that you might have to pay him. Right. But I would, I, w- I would go down that road. Good athlete, not a great blocker. His playing time and role was reduced to this year, 32 receptions, 362 yards. Did have five touchdowns, so a red zone threat still. But I wonder if Mike Jusecki, like we, we were saying Mike Jusecki because he was a high draft pick, and I wonder if like we were to watch him, it's like, oh, he's just like maybe a little bit better Albert O. No? No. Albert O just not, he's just not in the mix at all. Well, um, not in my mind. Okay. This coaching staff might look at it and say, well, let's try. I mean, that's what you do. Your new coaching staff, you look at Albert O with his measurables. You say, yeah, let, give me a shot at, at getting this guy on the football field. I mean, remember Jerry? Jerry's like, I don't know why Albert O hadn't been playing. Oh, well, that's Jerry, right. That's right. How, that's much, right. How, much, how much have you been watching? I could tell you why. Right. I want Jerry, right. and, I, and I'm not even in that building. Right. So, you know, that was a little bit off by him. Um, Jerry. Is that Jerry Rossford criticism from you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I keep it real. Oh, my goodness. You know, I am a part of the fan club, but also I can I can be critical, Zach. I love it. Okay? Say it's what? not blind faith. I love it. So, uh, but a guy like Mike Jacecki, yeah, I'd like to add him to the – maybe you can get him on a good deal and add him to the mix, and now you might get the best out of him where you're not asking him to be the every down tight end. You're not asking him to be a block inline blocker. You're asking him to do what he does well, and that's go out there and catch the stinking football. Some other names, Evan Ingram, Hayden Hurst, Robert Tanyan, Austin Hooper. Well, slow down. Okay, just real quick. Uh, Evan Ingram, he's going to cost too much. No. Okay. Give me the next one. Uh, Hayden Hurst. Uh, Hayden Hurst, first-round pick from Baltimore. They traded him to Atlanta. Then he went to Cincy uh, last year. He's a tough guy. I mean, he'll block for you. So I like that name. Okay. He's just a solid football player. I don't know. Again, price point. Yeah, yeah. Price point. Yep. Uh, Robert Tanyan. He's the one that said uh, to, to the, I think it was the Chiefs DB or something, um, that, uh, oh, I, oh yes. I, I keep my name out your mouth. That's right. That's Which right. Which is pretty cool. Has he got red hair? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes Junior. Yes, red yes, Junior. Yes, 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 yes. I don't want to make him mad, though. Uh, Austin Hooper? No. I, I, no got thanks. overpaid in Atlanta, right? Yeah. Yeah. Formerly yeah. Cleveland, I think. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, guess we'll... I, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't want Hooper. Okay. Let's keep our eye on it. Free agency right around the corner. Is tight end a position they'll address? I think I think they will. They will address it, but not upper tier. Okay. You're looking at middle to lower tier type of guy. Try to get a, uh, a good deal. Fair enough. All right. All right. Sean Payton's coaching staff is officially complete just in time for the combine this week. Where are we most optimistic? Where is our biggest concern? That's coming up next. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. When the clock strikes midnight, gonna ride the lightning, feel the thunder, till the darkness pulls me under. Gonna fly on wings of fire, okay. breathing good, Lord, lifts me higher, singing, oh, when they come. 
Don't know who. I don't think I know who this is. It almost sounds like Bailey Zimmerman or something like that. Gonna ride the lightning. Who, who is it? So we had a listener hit us up on Twitter and saying, hey, play this song. And I didn't see it Friday, so I was like, oh, hit you up today and play it today. It's Warren Zyder's okay. Ride the Lightning from James Plampin. Hit us up. All right. Love it. Shout out. Also, look at Kisner getting requests now. It's unbelievable. Huh? For his segment. Pretty, pretty sweet. I like this song, though. It's a good song. It's good. I like that voice. Awesome. Oh, good call by you. Nailed it. What? The the artist, right? No, no, I didn't get it right. It sounds like oh, Bailey so, Zimmerman, but it's Oh, I'm not. sorry. I thought you said, I thought you pointed to, oh, you're kind of validating. It does kind of sound like Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. All right. Uh, we got some news. We got some NFL news. I, I Going to the last break, said, hey, you know, Sean Payton's staff, since the last time we were on air on Friday, has uh, fully developed and is um, done just in time for the combine. Uh, but... Hot off the presses. Got to toss this out to you. Not in any sort of shocking news, but the Washington Commanders have cut quarterback Carson Wentz after one season. The move is going to save Washington $26 million on the salary cap this offseason. He had two years remaining on his contract, but no more guaranteed money, and he gone. Okay. What happened to Carson Wentz? Man, I don't know. He was, like, going to be the guy. He was going to be the next great quarterback. And, you know, he got injured the one year, and they went on to win the Super Bowl with Nick Foles, and he just never was the same. It never worked out like it was going that one year, and it got off track real quick. It was real weird ending with Doug Peterson there and, how that all fractured, and they had Jalen Hurts, and um, so, uh, man, it's a uh, it's a head scratcher of like where and what was the trigger point for this thing all to blow up there in Philly. But it did obviously went to Indy, um, only there for one year, moved on, and they had the the epic disaster there with Carson Wentz and um, losing to Jacksonville the last game of the season, like the worst team in the NFL. Right. The last game of the Gosh. season not to make the playoffs. Can't believe that that It was happened. just an epic failure there. They moved on from him and uh, goes to Washington this year. Just not very good in Washington this year. 11 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. Uh, I, what are you thinking? I'm thinking. I see that twinkle in your eye. <laughs> I just, I like you talking about like, um, I don't say bad luck, but you brought up the like when I think of bad luck, I think of Drew Bledsoe. Now, within reason, you know, the guy was the number one draft pick and you know played yeah. in the Super Bowl, but he gets hurt uh, when he's playing for uh, the Patriots. Tom Brady walks in the fold. Um, most Super Bowls ever. He goes to Dallas. He gets hurt. Tony Romo goes in the fold. He becomes the Cowboys' all-time leading passer. It's like, damn, Drew can't catch a break. With Carson Wentz, he gets hurt in an MVP season. He was going to win the MVP. He was the favorite at the time. 33 touchdowns to just seven interceptions his second year. He gets hurt. Nick Foles steps in the fold, goes on and wins the Super Bowl. Nick Foles has a statue outside of the where, where Philly plays, him and Doug Peterson. 
Like the exchange of like, you want to go Philly, Philly? Let's go Philly, Philly. Oh, do they really? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a pretty cool statue. Yeah. It's like the question. It's like Philly, Philly, question mark. It's like engraved oh, on wow. the... Oh, wow. Really that, cool. That, yeah, that is cool. So you go from being the guy, the MVP, to your backup getting a statue outside the stadium. And then your last year, they draft Jalen Hurts, who goes on and brings his team to a Super Bowl. But here's what I'll say. And I could not have guessed this if you tried to pin me down before I'm looking at it. Last year, 2021. That's, he, yeah, but... Two years ago. Yes. Two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. Because we're done with the season. Last year now is 2022 season. Thank you. You've done that two times. We tried to correct you during the um, break, but I guess you didn't get the memo. Go ahead. The 2021 season. Wentz throws for 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions. That is almost four to one touchdown interception ratio. Did he really? I mean, that's insane. That number is, is that... 20, how many? 27 touchdown passes wow. to just seven interceptions. That's really good. Uh, Why yeah. did Indy move on? I mean, I remember Ursay's comments about him. Like, there was just a weird dynamic with him. I don't know, in the locker room, and that was kind of what was being put out from the team. And it looked like they were going to keep him, and then next thing you know, all that stuff started leaking out, and, and then they were done, and they were moving on to Matt Ryan, and... That didn't work out well for him. It's what would in, it look like if they kept him? It's a good question. He had a winning record in 2021 as well. Again, it's Carson Wentz. We know Car- he's, he's, he comes with some baggage and kind of like flamed out in terms of his draft position and stuff like that. But just two football seasons ago, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions. This past year was a disaster. He only played in eight games, 11 touchdowns, nine interceptions. You would not have guessed that for Carson. I would Hell not no. have guessed 27 no. to seven. That's four to one almost. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, that's, oh. What will you do for that here? Stoke, even after the MVP season that wasn't and Foles goes and wins the Super Bowl, the next year, 21 touchdowns, 7 picks, 3-1 to one touchdown interception ratio. 2019, 27 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, identical season to 2021. He just looked awful this year. He looks lost, looked, uh, made some – that's just kind of his Achilles heel, just making some poor, poor decisions with the football. And yep. just like, wait, what are you doing? Um, he gets injured a lot. He does. He, he takes too many hits. Uh, but, look, that's, man. Guy's thrown 151 career touchdowns to just 66 interceptions. He's going to be 31 years old. That's, that, that's you know, no no biggie there. It sounds like I'm being Carson Wentz's agent. I'm just trying to frame the following. No, you, 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 you're giving us facts. Yeah, yeah. That's it. But it wasn't good this year. It, it wasn't. In Washington. It wasn't. And there's a reason that he's, he'd be going on his fourth team. But as... We have conversations, and we started it last week, and we're going to continue to have until the uh, conversation is settled. Who you bring in here as a backup I think is really important. And the days of Brett, the Brett Rippon experience, we're, we're, we're coming down from that. And you're going to hit the reset button, and I think a name like Carson Wentz is intriguing. It is intriguing uh, to be the backup here. Just to be the backup. Right. Get him with Sean Payton behind Russ and just chill and learn this offense. And maybe you can get the most out of him if you need him. Have we seen Sean Payton work with other quarterbacks that were at once high prospects and somehow get the best of them? Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy, Teddy B. 5-0 and with Teddy. That's right. Uh, two seasons back. Um, or maybe three seasons back yeah, now. Yeah. Jameis Winston came off throwing 30-some interceptions. Got it down to like a good... A, a, a competent ratio touchdown interception 
It's not. It's not crazy. I've heard worse ideas. Uh, yeah, no. Certainly, certainly, you you throw that out there. No, no backup quarterback's going to be perfect and flawless, right? That's why they're in the backup, especially if they're veteran type of guy, right? You're not going to just say, "Oh yeah, no, perfect." So there are going to be some scars there, and that's okay. And a guy like Carson Wentz, he, I mean, I, I would not have guessed that twenty-seven to seven at, when he was at Indy two years ago. I would not have guessed that. This is coming off a year where we saw the starting quarterback of the Broncos throw 16 total interceptions. And this is KKFN, KKFN, it's HD1, too early. Oh, my Denver. That's too early. It's Dan not. Kisner's throwing the flag. That no. was too early. No. Yes. Yes. False start. Mm-mm. Yes. That's you jumped the gun. I'm False start. Paying my taxes. <sighs> Unbelievable. So I would be open to it is where I'm at with Carson Wentz. Because when you first said it, when you came in here and said it, I'm like, no. No, you know, that's what I'm thinking. No, I don't know. This guy's washed up. And but then you give me those stats. I'm like, put him with Sean Payton behind Russ. And, you know, we need a veteran competent quarterback behind Russell Wilson. Carson seems like a, you know, he seems like a nice guy. <laughs> what? I'm just saying, no, you know I what know. I mean? Right. Like, you know, like it, a troublemaker, like a, a, a an ingrate, a squeaky wheel at, at the backup. Right, and you know, I think he's faith based. Mm-hmm. Russ is, mm-hmm. might you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, they might work well together. Yeah, might be a good partnership between yeah. those two. Yeah. Uh, now, now the question would be, does um, is the question is is Wolfie here today? <laughs> is he here? I haven't looked. I haven't seen him. Uh, still don't see him. We'll see. We'll see. That's the question of the day. But duh, here's the question of the day. Does Carson Wentz want to be a backup? I don't think he has a choice anymore. No, but, I mean, does he want to keep playing? Oh, right. You know what okay. I'm saying? Does okay. he want to okay. be a backup? You're right. I, I don't think he does either. He's not going to be anybody's plan. Right. You wouldn't think if, at the best case scenario, he would be in a competition. But does he want to keep playing football? I don't know if he loves football. He's made a ton of money, number two pick in the draft. Does he want to keep playing and be a and take take up um, the backup role? Yeah, you know, I didn't think Joe Flacco would want to do it. Joe's still right, doing right, it, right? Right, right, right. He's got like yeah, ten kids now, and that's right. why he wants to do it, right? But uh, I don't know if Carson does. But if you're Carson and say, say you're open to the idea, and if you're just joining us, Carson Wentz released from Washington. That's why we're having the conversation. Could he come here as a backup? If you're Carson, if you're Carson, it's like if you want to play and you're looking at Denver, could I go play for Sean Payton? And is that guy's job who's in front of me, like, infinitely secure? By contract, you would say, yeah, it's secure. But it's not It's not really. You know, obviously we know that. It's not really. So if you're Carson and you are open to playing, you'd probably do it in a scenario like this one. It would be a great situation for you. Get, get You get coached by Sean Payton, and you've seen what he's done, like you laid out with some of those backups. I think, uh, I think this is, yes, this is an attractive spot for backup quarterbacks. Yep. Because of everything you just laid out. And if I'm Baker Mayfield, I'm looking, doing the same thing, looking at Denver like that. Like, how stable is that guy, and can I have success for that coach? I think the answer's um, probably favorable for if you're looking at it like that. What's up, boys? Wolfie back in the fold? Guess who's back? Look Hanging out with uh, Kid Rock. the ball, the bang, the bang, dig it, dig it. What's up, man? What's up? How we doing? Good. Good. Look good? Doing good. Feeling good. Yeah, rested up a little bit last night after the festivities. Looked Nashville? like you were having a good time. Lots of pickleball, bro. Lots, Lots of, of pickleball. pickleball, dude. 
Yeah, you're a pickleball guy? No, I am now. Now? Okay. <laughs> it's picking up steam. Oh, I mean, it's been picking up steam for the last yeah. I mean, 10 years? Yes. Yeah. Something oh, like that? Not that I long. mean, people were playing it back east. Well, like, it's like literally to replace the racquetball and... Yeah. I love racquetball. Tennis. It's way easier than tennis. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's old, older it's time. Older time sport, but now it's becoming more and more popular with... Uh, like I was in PGA Superstore. They have their own, like, yeah. in the... Then, like, don't they have, like, a professional league now? Like, Brady oh, yeah. bought a team it's or all something? all that stuff. They, for, for one tennis court, you have four pickleball courts. Okay. And it's just much easier to play. It's uh, Tennis is kind of hard to actually play tennis. Pickleball. Yeah, you have to have lessons yeah. and stuff. You don't have lessons to play. Pickleball. Like pickleball seems like something I would gamble on during COVID when the sports were <laughs> shut down. Yeah. Like, oh, they're, no, they're playing pickleball in Russia. Starts Perfect. at two thirty in the morning. <laughs> Let's spray the board. <laughs> spray the board. <laughs> you gotta love it. Uh, Carson Wentz, huh? You want to you want to share anything about hanging out with Kid Rock on your birthday? Or, yeah, uh, man, it was. So we, so we went to Jeff Ruby's. You've been to Jeff Ruby's. Oh, Cincy. Yeah, it's a, he's a Cincinnati guy, but he's got okay. a restaurant in Nashville. Oh, okay, okay, um, as well. Steakhouse, steakhouse. Yeah, yeah. I want, I've been to the one in uh, Cincy. Yeah, so we went to we went there for dinner, and uh, that was a good time. Good fun. Had some drinks, had some laughs, ate some food, and then we jump in a in a Sprinter van to go to to his actual honky tonk to the Kid Rock honky tonk. So he has a he has a bar right there in it's Nashville. It's probably the best bar. Too. Okay, I mean it's the biggest one for sure. It's like four levels. Oh wow! Damn. And it is stacked. And I'm talking. We came so we, the traffic is it on was, Broadway or just off Broadway. It's right. It's on Broadway. Okay. So we're going to. I think I don't. What, I was, yeah. I was just, just following him. He goes, let's just get out and walk. And I was like, we're going to get mugged, but all right. you know. So we jump out of the car, and people are losing their minds because Kid Rock's just running through the streets of Nashville. Just you know? walking down Do the street. Do they think you're security for him? Yeah, people always <laughs> think I'm security. <laughs> that is so funny. So we're running, right? We're running through the streets, and uh, he's got like a fur coat on and... Uh, you know, the, hard to spot. Yeah, easy to see, easy to notice. Yeah. This wasn't trying to blend in. Doesn't want the attention. Right, and we get we get to his we get so we get it's cool because what he'll do what he'll do because those all of his artists at his bar like it's all live music down there. All of the all of the artists at those uh, at those places usually play for tips, right? So they yeah you get paid a little bit to perform, but then the tips. So he had like all these ones like and we were just throwing them off the top of the stage onto the onto the crowd it was so much fun man legitimately then, making it rain and we were having yeah and we were having some drinks and stuff and he was like he like he looks over at the guy give me the mic you know he takes the mic and just starts just going at it oh man. that's it was, awesome it was Super awesome cool. what was he what was he singing or rapping or what was he doing? i can't remember what he's saying i don't know i was <laughs> feeling it i was intoxicated Turt. <laughs> Love it, Kid yeah. Rock, Nashville. That's a, that's a good time. I yeah. saw some of the videos. Um, yeah, Kistner sent us a screen. He yeah. was rolling on. I think your wife Abby had some yeah. sweet videos yeah. from Instagram. Looked like uh, a lot of yeah, fun. John Party like was at dinner. I don't even know who John Party is, um, but he's country music singer, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Who are you in this whole mix? What do you mean? Like, so uh, who are who? How do they introduce you? Like everybody knows who Kid Rock is. So, so who, so, are, who the hell so are when, you? So, Bob, when Bobby introduces me to people, Bobby. He, he always t- he's like he's like, oh, this is this is my this is my buddy Derek. He played ten years in the NFL. He's like, he told Philip Rivers he was going to eat his kids. That's what he. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he introduces me. Oh, that's a big meal too. But he's always trying Not to. Kids. He's like challenging people to wrestling matches, but they got to wrestle me first. Stuff like yeah, just stuff like that. Well, awesome. Awesome. But we say that his so his place, you want to talk about laid out? 
It looks like the White House when you pull up, first of all. And he's got two cabins on the side for guest houses, and his garage doors have all his platinum records on them. Why? Nice. Nice. This you is in, in Nashville area? Is it's where right it is. outside. It's like 10 minutes from the city. That's nice. He's got 200 acres like 10 minutes from the city, dude. That's awesome. Do a little hunting and fishing. Do some hunting, do Loving some fishing. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got it. He, so and then we, uh, it was, I, can't, I can't believe you even came back. I know. I didn't want to. <laughs> Believe me, I didn't want to. I wanted I to stay. I was at twenty bucks. I said you were you were no show today. <laughs> like when, when after you played Augusta Stoke. I mean, how how was just returning to regular life? Yeah, sucked. Yeah, everything is sucked. Yeah, it's yeah. depressing. Yeah, so I'm still depressed because of it. Years later, see, like me and Zach, we just. Right. Not do anything. You don't do anything, so you don't know any better. Right? Don't know any better. So you're living a great life. Yeah. Yes, everything is great. Like, hey, how's that house in Aurora? Hey, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. but, but like on a on a different note, man. Like the the this guy this guy is so talented, right? Like, but his the talent that this guy's got. Because I got to hang out in the studio, just him and I. And while he worked and did his thing, right? Well, he can play every instrument, right? He plays every instrument. Wow. And he and watching him like come up with a song out of nowhere and just bring it to life was incredible. Is he, incredible. is he working on any new stuff? Is he oh, yeah. actually he's, doing something? He goes in, he's in that studio every day. He does a little bit and of something. working on day. something. He's got a bunch of different artists that are coming in there. We need, uh, a, little, so, we need a little wolf cameo. Like, yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. I know. I was trying Good to. It's like, hey, man, let me get on. The, right. Let me get on the mic. Yeah. Or at least give me a <laughs> shout out. Well, he, gave me, he, gave, me, he yeah. gave me a shout-out at the bar. Took down a Tomcat, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Well, it's yes. funny. He can free, it's crazy because he can, he can do, like, rock. He can rock. He can do country. He can rap. Like, it's, That's who he is, man. It's crazy, man. He's telling stories about breakdancing back in the day. Love it. All that stuff, so man. So you guys he's, are boys now? Yeah. Official. Yeah, he's really good people, man. Okay. Yeah. Got to have him on the show. And our wives are friends now and stuff, so. Gotta have Can we get him He's on? not going to come on the show. No. He's not going to come on the show. Why? Because no, he gets paid uh, one and a half million dollars to perform. You think he's going to come on here for free? Hey. hey I'll, I'll come I'll, say hi. I'll just say this. It's all right. Peyton comes on the show like uh, once Peyton, a year. And when the, he's friends with Peyton, he comes Peyton, on. Peyton comes on Are you really friends with him or not? <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, I mean, oh. stories, stories sound good. Here we go. Oh. Welcome back. <laughs> here we go with this garbage. All right. Um, Michael Porter Jr. is a superstar. Oh, D-Mac, he's not. And, and, and I'll say this. Like, we can agree or, and then disagree on a lot of sports takes. This is like no one... No one believes that Michael Porter Jr. is a superstar. There's like, if you want it, if you want to have like this elastic thing and say there's ten of them, there's probably like five or six. Michael Porter Jr. is not a superstar. Superstar. How, how do you define a superstar? He's not. He's not. Um, he hasn't probably. He wouldn't be defined as one right now, but he has all the traits. And well, that's a different, totally oh different my. thing. Yeah, you're talking about potential. Mm, I think he's there. I think he's there. I think that, you know, it, at some points you're on certain stages of it. I think he's on that stage. Was he there on Saturday when he scored five points? No, the whole the whole team wasn't on on, on that stage. But they that's a difference between a game. superstar. Nah, but, you know, you don't think every every guy has an off game. Yeah, well, look, look. Well, listen, he's that's what makes superstar superstar. That's they what don't have star, off game. That's what a star does. A star shines every single night. Jokic is a superstar. 
Jamal's not a superstar. Aaron Gordon's not a superstar. They don't have another superstar. They don't have the talents of Michael Porter Jr. He has a set of skills that are way beyond Aaron Gordon and Michael and, uh, and Jamal Murray. Yeah, but that doesn't, just because he has the talent and the skills doesn't make him a superstar. He's... I think I think what you'll see is these were the beginning stages of it. So I think he's I think he is. All right, tell me tell me who the superstars in the NBA are. Oh my gosh, I don't know. I mean, you know, to to me, I just look at a guy who has a skill set that is if you were unstoppable. To, you know, and if you were to answer the question, to be a superstar, you have to be world known. And, and, and well, he will be eventually. I mean, you know, you know, before you're a suit, does he have a shoe? Uh, he probably does have a shoe. Hell no. I don't know if I go, he doesn't have a shoe? No. I, I don't know. Maybe he's not a superstar. No. So if he has a shoe, he's a superstar? Yeah, you got to get a shoe. I mean. I think we're getting into a battle of like semantics here. No, 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 no. So, no, no because, but I think he's because, that guy. Because he, he's, he, he maybe can be. You use the word eventually. I can go with you there if you want to paint that picture. But the reason I asked is said, hey, tell me who the NBA superstars are. Because if you were to like give me a list, and it doesn't have to be like perfect, but if you gave me a list... And then at the end of it, you threw Michael Porter Jr.'s name onto it. It would just sound so crazy. So, like, the way I would answer yeah. this, if you said, hey, who are the NBA superstars? I'd say Jokic, Giannis, Jason Tatum, uh, Kevin Durant, Michael Porter Jr. Like, doesn't that sound crazy if you're, like, throw him in there at the end? He's just not there yet. I appreciate what you're trying to do, and you're sort of forecasting a Who's little bit. Who's the second best player on the, on the Nuggets? Uh, in the season or, like, on Period. A, on, it's today. Today's today. Who's the second best player on the Nuggets? Se- second best player this season for me has probably been Aaron Gordon. I, I think the second that's best player say. is Michael Porter Jr. I think yeah. Aaron Gordon's awesome, and so do I. I think Jamal's incredible, too. I think the second best player, basketball player, is Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, I mean, I think you sound crazy to me. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think that Michael... Well, friends can disagree. I, I, th- I think Michael Porter Jr. has an incredible upside. I think in the past four weeks, he's tapping into that upside. Um... People wanted him. Tra- some people wanted him traded at the That's deadline. Crazy. And so uh, again, but the, the reason that you probably couldn't trade him is because he was untradeable at the deadline with that contract. Now he's kind of coming around. But superstar, super. The, the, the way that I define superstar, I like the hey, does he have a shoe? The way that I define superstars, when I pay tickets to a game and I am bringing my son or friend, do I know what I'm getting every single night? Dame Lillard's a superstar. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Kevin Durant's a superstar. Jokic is a superstar. Michael Porter Jr., huh? I mean, how many games has this guy played? Maybe like 150 in his career? Hey, let me ask you this then. Let me answer your question with a question. How many guys have max contracts in the NBA? A lot. Ish. No. Uh, 30. Okay. Those aren't superstars. Or no. at the superstar so, level. So do you think there's 30 superstars in a, a sport with 30 teams? So every team's got a superstar. That's about. That sounds about right to me. Yeah, yes. actually, that does sound about right. See, I think I think you're casting Maybe we're way too wide. Superstar of it. is a different. I, when different I think thing. a superstar, I don't think it deserves an explanation. It's like, yo, that dude's a superstar. A superstar. Like, that guy's going to the hall. If of you fame. don't even, if you don't watch the sport, but you still know his name, that's a superstar. Well, I think Michael Porter Jr. is going to the Hall of Fame. Oh my gosh. Wow. I think it's time for a break. I think it's time for a commercial break. <laughs> Someone's lying to you. <laughs> no one is lying to me. He's How old is Michael Porter Jr.? Uh, 23 or something, maybe. Yeah, man. We got a long way to go with this guy. We'll see. You'll hey, see. hey, you said it. Long way to go. Yeah. Long way to go. He's going to play. to go. He's going to play for a long period yeah, of time. Yeah, but you got to play. You gotta Just play. this past year, we were wondering if he was going to be available, like yeah. physically to oh, play. He's available. Okay, okay. well, that... he's had three back surgeries before he's 25 years old. Let's see him play a complete season first before we anoint him as a superstar. Superstar. Stabroni. <laughs> All right, well, Jabroni. let's get into it. Our guy's here, Derek. 
be wolfing on the radio. That's where you'd be wolfing right now. And we'll get to uh, to Michael Porter Jr., the Avalanche, the Broncos, all sorts of great stuff right here on The Drive.